Welcome to Gardens and Plants, a podcast about plants and gardening in the Washington, D.C. metro area. I'm Peggy Richo, a horticulturist in Northern Virginia. My website, pegplant.com, is an online resource for gardeners in the D.C. metro area. I publish a monthly gardening newsletter called Peg Plants Post, and each issue has upcoming gardening events, recently published books, articles, tips, news, a recipe, and a giveaway. Subscribe by visiting pegplant.com. And my name is Cherry Spate. I am a garden writer, podcaster, my website, cottageinthecourt.com, where I just talk about the joy of gardening, the beauty that we find around us, whether it's in a book, whether it's in my garden, places I go, or things that I do. And I live in central Prince George's County, Maryland. So Terry, what's going on in your garden? Well, the butterfly bush is still blooming and the caryopteris is in full bloom. The hibiscus, pink and red, are, every time I think it's finished blooming, there's more blooms coming. So it's just having a bloomalicious parade right now. Um, all of my crepe myrtles um, are in bloom. And the hydrangeas are beginning to take on that, what I call that autumnal glow. They're kind of bronzy. And I'm gonna collect a few branches and bring them inside, hang them upside down so that I can use them in winter arrangements. There's something about a winter arrangement with hydrangea from the past season's garden because it just brings back memories of when it was in bloom. I'm still Terry the pepper farmer. My peppers just won't stop producing. My tomatoes have slowed down. Um, I did plant my kale and my collards, so they're, they're beginning to get a little life in them a little bit. I gotta keep them watered. But other than that, my garden is doing what it's supposed to do. I did purchase some friends um, to fill in some gaps over the weekend though. But we'll talk about that in places where I've been. What's going on in your garden? Well, I just received a gardenia plant that should be hardy for this area. And as you know, they're tropical shrubs with white flowers that have a really nice scent to them. And when I lived overseas in Asian countries, we had lots of gardenias. And we would always perfume the rooms with their blossoms. But I thought of them as tropical plants that would only be annuals here because they wouldn't survive the winter. But I just learned that Gardener's Confidence has a new swan series of gardenias that have been bred to be cold hardy and disease resistant. So I have a new swan princess, which is hardy to zone 6B. I'm in zone 7. And it has creamy white double blossoms, um, the great fragrance. And compact, it's only about three feet high and wide. There are two other swans. There's a swan maiden and a swan queen. Um, so there's three swans that are supposed to be cold hardy to this area. And probably people in this area can get them by going to their independent garden centers next year or going to gardenersconfidence.com. And then mm. I also got a reblooming azalea from Proven Winners that has pink blossoms. And I took photos of these and I'll put them up on my website because um, they're really pretty. And when, when they open up, they look like little roses to me. So the one I have is Perfecto Mundo, double pink, but there's also double purple. 
And these are small, they're only about three feet high, and they bloom again all from spring, summer to fall, hardy to zone 6B. And again, you'll see them next year in garden centers, but or you can go to provenwinners.com and see them too. But on the edible side, I have my pumpkins. Um, I have a huge pumpkin that's growing called the Blue Prince, and I've not done a large pumpkin before. I always do the little ones. I do the little ones because I cut them and then I give them to my family. We put them on our desks, you know, as decorations, and mm -hmm. I call them desktop pumpkins. And I do have a couple of those going on now, but I got the blueprints from All America Selections and I started growing it and it just took over and it's huge. I mean, the vine is huge. The vine, fortunately, I was starting a new garden bed in the back. So the vine <laughs> just went all along the new garden bed. The leaves are like a foot wide. And this pumpkin is kind of flat and kind of a slate blue. It's really mm. pretty looking. So I'm going to post pictures of that too. Mm. Do you just have one pumpkin on the vine or? No, there's a couple, but the vine is just going on and on. And now it's starting to go up the trees in the back. <laughs> and, you know, of course it won't last pretty soon. The vine will die. And then I'll cut the pumpkin and I'll put it in the front of the house as a Halloween decoration. And I'll put a picture of that on my website too. Oh, that's going to be nice. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And um, that's it for my garden. Of course, I've still got the peppers and the tomatoes and all that stuff that I'm still harvesting and, um, you know, the, you're very aware now about frost around the corner, you know, so you're still harvesting mm -hmm. the peppers and the tomatoes and freezing them and doing everything to keep them. Um, but, and of course, the, the zinnias are going crazy in my garden too. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's really it, a show. It, it's that time of year where it's like, do I pull the tomato vine or do I not? You know, right. it's got right. flowers on it. And I know we have about another month, but, you know, I could hold out for that last tomato mm -hmm. or I could pull it and maybe plant lettuce seeds, you know? Right. And, oh, I ordered garlic too. So I got garlic coming, but that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on my garlic as well. Um, so this past weekend, I went to two places. Uh, I'm very conscientious of the fact that we're sitting a lot. So I try to make sure in addition to walking the dog, that I get out and I get my steps in. So I went to Valley View Farms uh, in Cockeysville, Maryland. I didn't even make it around the whole garden center because then I would be broke. But <laughs> uh, a, a client of mine was looking for a red bud and they had their trees 50% off. So I got two red buds in my Kia <laughs> and an assortment of perennials and um, houseplants. But two perennials that I am really excited about. One is the cardinal flower. Yes, we all know the cardinal flower with the red bloom, mm -hmm. sun part shade. This one, however, is called Starship Blue. And when I tell you the bloom is a violet, vivid, lively purple. It was on, there was one that was in bloom on the counter. And I kept walking past it going, that is not what I'm here for. I'm going to ignore it. And a young man walked past me and said, you need some help, ma'am? That there it went. So uh, Cardinal Flowers Starship Blue um, is now in my possession. And it's a perennial sun, sun part shade because of its, you know, cardinal flowers like a little bit of a buffer from the strong sun. 
So I'm going to put it on the shady side of my uh, yard where it gets some sun, but where it also stays a little moist. It does require moisture and uh, I, trust me, I had to water it every day. It's still in the pot. I'll put it in the ground later this week. The other guest in my garden, um, Caryopteris, bluebeard, beard. Now, I'm in love with Caryopteris because I love plants that flower blue. However, this one is called Incana Pavilion Pink. So it's going to have uh, pink blooms at the internodes as opposed to blue. It's going to have a nicely rounded habit, and it does. Uh, and it's a magnet for pollinators. So once well-drained soil and cut back the stems in winter. Now, I am one of these people that leaves half of the stems of any perennial up for the winter because I want to protect the good bugs. They need some place to hide. And they need a little bit of winter protection. So I will only cut it in half. But the first step is to get it in the ground. So I'm excited about, I call them my two new friends uh, in the garden. Uh, I will go back to Valley View. They have a section of ornamental uh, garden art, if you will. I didn't even get to go over to that part. Um, their house plants were all very, very healthy. Their stock was very, very healthy. Um, everyone's social distanced and you can bring your dog and they even had open bathrooms. Hmm. It was amazing. Definitely worth the trip. Um, great day to go up there. I would say any day because the leaves are going to be changing soon. They're further north. So their leaves will change a little quicker than ours will down here. Mm -hmm. So it would be, in my opinion, a great time to maybe go apple picking mm. after you visit Valley View. Mm -hmm. That's a good the, idea. Yeah. The other place that I uh, went this weekend was down in Southern Maryland. I am all about supporting Maryland agriculture. They have been here for us. I am going to be there for them. So I went to um, a winery yesterday and everyone was socially distanced and everyone really, really took to heart the fact that it was a beautiful day. There was no need to crowd up on, all up on each other. You did not, uh, you were not served. You were greeted, mind you, but you were not served. You had to go up place your order, then go to a second window where you would pick up your order and you could sit down. So yesterday's trip was to Romano uh, Winery and Vineyard. It was a beautiful setting. You felt like you were just away from it all. I read a little magazine when I was there. Uh, they have a wonderful Chamberson. <laughs> um, but we, we really have to start thinking that we're doing a lot of sitting. We're doing a lot of indoors. We're not getting our vitamin D. You can go out your front door into your garden to get your vitamin D. And if you do some yard work, you can also get your exercise and get your heart rate up. But then maybe on a weekend, go for a hike, go for a drive, get some fresh air, step away from it all, turn off the news, turn on some music and just chill. 
because it's going to be good for your heart and your soul. Right. So did you did you get a chance to uh, listen to anything fun last week? Uh, well, I've always listened to webinars. There's so many different webinars and things like that. But um, usually at this time of year when things have, uh, now when things are fruiting, you know, the garden is mature. I like to go to demonstration gardens. And um, there are a lot of demonstration gardens in the area. And some of them have not been kept up because of COVID-19. They just can't have the people come in there working them, work on them. But in Northern Virginia, the master gardeners in Northern Virginia have been keeping up their demonstration gardens. And uh, so there's several in the area where you can go and it's a learning. You go to learn about what works in this area. That's the whole point is that they demonstrate what plants work in this area. And then nowadays, of course, they also have information kiosks with plant lists and cultural tips. And then sometimes there's master gardeners working in there and you can ask them questions. Of course, when you go, you have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. But um, in this area, there's the Glen Carline Library Community Garden and then the teaching garden behind the Farrellington Community Center and the Master Gardener Tribute Bench Garden. Then there's an organic vegetable gardening at the Potomac Overlook Regional Park, a quarry shade garden and a sunny garden and a Simpson garden. And all of these, um, I can put them on my website, but they're also at the Master Gardener in Northern Virginia website under the Demonstration Gardeners tab. And mm -hmm. their um, website is mgnv.org. And then I also have a tab on my website called Demonstration Gardens, and they're listed there too. But that's another place that's good to go out. And you can, you know, it's kind of a family thing. You can bring your kids to some of them too, but that's another good place. Go out and be in a garden, see what works, you know, get some fresh air. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a good thing to do. Well, two things um, that the University of Maryland Master Gardener Program is offering, the Grow It, Eat It program has a uh, Zoom this week called Capture the Flavor. And they're going to be talking about preservation, food preservation, things that you're picking from your garden now, how to store them so that you can have them and savor and capture the taste right when you store it. And that's going to be on the 10th from 11 to 12. And it's being presented by Beverly Jackie. Uh, that program can be reached, any of the University of Maryland programs can be reached at extension.umd.edu uh, forward slash events. The other program that they're offering um, is on the 9th. It's invasive insects in your woodland. So some people have, you know, the woods behind them. I've got my small little woodland behind my house. So Sherry Frick and Ashley Bodkins are presenting this program called Invasive Insects in Your Woodland. They're going to be talking about tree health as well as insect ID. That's at one o'clock on the ninth. And then because, uh, you know, some of us are more seasoned than others, uh, University of Maryland cares. So they're also talking about go with your gut bacteria. And you might think that it's medical, but kind of sort of, but not really. They're going to talk about foods that promote healthy gut health. That's important as we get older. The program is primarily geared for adults over 50, but any age can attend. Um, there's a whole series that they're doing. It's eight parts, nutrient and health 
topics. And they're going to be on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month, and it goes until December 23rd. So we've gone from preserving flavors to identifying insects and uh, diseases in your landscape to knowing what's in your gut. So the University of Maryland has kind of captured many different angles um, trying to stay relevant as we try to stay healthy during this COVID period. Well, there's a lot of uh, events going on this week alone. There's just so many virtual events that we, that we can even tap into other places like um, Mount Cuba Center, you know, has one on Thursday called Creating Containers with Fall Flare. Mm-hmm. And then on, uh, we talked about this one before, the one on Thursday the 10th where mm-hmm. Doug Tallamy and Wendy Brister are going to be doing yes. a three-part one. Yes. And that starts on the 10th, but it's also on the 17th and the 24th. And then um, Mount Cuba Center, again, is doing Inviting Wildlife to the Garden on 11, 18, and 25. And then Hillwood, they off, they're now pivoting and they're doing things. They have virtual floral design workshops on Friday. Friday, of course, uh, Basics of Fall Veggie Gardening through uh, Green Springs. That, um, Green Springs is now starting to do events that are in-person. So this one on Friday at Green Springs, are, it's in-person. I think all their events are in-person now. And wow. then, um, yeah, I know. I had to double check that. When I emailed and said, are you sure? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and then, um, so on Saturday, they're doing bulbs, adding exotic flair to the garden at Green Springs in person. And they're also doing an edible garden tour at Green Springs. And then also on um, the 16th Wednesday is Fall Vegetable Gardening by Prince William Master Gardeners, and that's virtual. And then the other one I wanted to mention is on Wednesday, the 16th, a virtual lecture at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. It's called the it's it's called the Future Perfect: Kicking the Landscape Chemical Habit and Finding a Whole New World of Beauty with Edwina von Gal. Yes, she's so cool. <laughs> yes, I thought you would know her. <laughs> she was on the podcast last week. Cricket singing in the background, but you know. Two-thirds for the birds. That's all I have to say. And it makes sense when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ledoux has a, a really nice series of lectures in the, um, in the fall, and those are going to be virtual. So that's nice because now I can attend them because that's kind of far up north for me. Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful drive. Yeah, and it's if you a beautiful think about place, it, yeah. yeah, the leaves will be changing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the perfect time. There was an article in the paper today about... Uh, COVID and obesity. Well, it's getting ready to be cooler outside. What a great time to take advantage of the horticultural gifts that are open. Um, I understand maybe I think part of the Smithsonian Gardens have reopened or are considering reopening for the fall. I don't think anything inside but outside. Get out, take a walk on, the, on our National Mall and see some of these things. Watch them transition. We've missed a season of gifts. Let's take advantage of the small gifts that are being offered to us from the garden. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good idea. And with that, I guess we'll close for this episode. Um, do you have anything more? You know, just get outside and enjoy the weather. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
But don't forget to listen to our Gardens and Plants podcast, which is published every week by professional garden communicators. We love to share what is happening in the D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia and Maryland suburbs. Visit our websites for more detailed information at pegplant.com and cottageinthecourt.com. We're also very active on social media. You can find Peggy at Pegplant and Terry at Cottage in the Court. And both of us have links to this episode on our websites. Our podcast is available on nine platforms, and we also have an email box. So you can email us at gardensinplantspodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye for now and get in the garden. <laughs>